Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. All right, guys, welcome in. It is the Early Line, another edition of the Early Line here on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez here, guys, as we take a look here this morning about some of the uh, headlines around the world of sports, and uh, that it's ever-changing. Uh, it is uh, remains a very uh, fluid situation in sports, even though none of them are happening right now, uh, and the information we continue to get um, is is interesting to say the least because we've gone through this ebb and flow here Dane with the sports world with the virus and it, it started out where it was ah could be a week couple of weeks you know given dates we're going to push it back you know then we've gone through this complete shutdown then we've gone through this you know millions upon millions upon millions of people affected and this you know, we keep, it keeps, the goalposts keep moving every yeah. damn day, uh, it feels like. So what happens is it's become a total roller coaster of emotions for people who look to sports to be that one saving grace, that one distraction that they can rely upon. And, I mean, listen, let's be realistic. We'd all do anything right about now. Sure. To have America's pastime. And it's called America's pastime for a reason here, guys. Uh, because it's always been there through world wars, through, I mean, you name it, sure. it has pandemics. I mean, it has always been there, and uh, it's not there. And what a, what a relief for anybody who thought baseball was boring because it was three and a half, four hours. I would dare find somebody tell me that now. What they wouldn't do for a boring three and a half, four hour baseball game on television right now, which I think, Dane, it's interesting. It gives us a little bit of perspective of, you know, how much we're all in a rush, uh, right? This ADD America that we have become, where right now, just a month of having all sports taken away from us, right? Being sit there quarantined in our homes, and yet all those things that we thought were, oh, yeah, this is this is so boring. This is, we right. would do anything for. So I find it fascinating from that standpoint where. If baseball is the sport to come back first and can provide us games every day, Dane, right? I don't care if they're five-hour games. Don't make a damn bit of difference. People are going to consume it. They're going to be thankful for it. I'm wondering uh, how it's going to be perceived moving forward. And maybe, just maybe, this you got to hurry up and finish in two hours concept. It's crap. It was always crap. Because if you give people a reason to be entertained and something to do, then they will consume it for nine hours. They don't care. And I think we're all realizing that right now, that the things we thought were, oh, God, who watches baseball? Yeah. yeah, you will. Right now, if there's a game on tomorrow, you will. And I think it's unbelievable how just a month of our lives can change how we look at everything moving forward. You know, Joe, I think it was Joni Mitchell mm. who had a song where you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Amen. Yep. And I yep. think that that's what we're seeing. And to be quite honest, I can make that as a broader point, right, mm -hmm. in our entire society. You know, like, yes, we should yep. appreciate the sports that we had. But I think, you know, it's given us so much perspective, right, being sheltered in place for a month right. now almost. The idea of appreciating your relationships, your family, your friends, or appreciating, you know, the grocery store worker and yep. the delivery person, right? Appreciating the teachers that are out there. I, I hope, Joe, that one of the lessons learned, right, out of this kind of um, ordeal mm -hmm. that this entire country is going through is to, you know, maybe dial it down a notch, yes. you know? maybe understand what we do have, maybe to appreciate and gain some perspective, not only in the sports world, but overall, maybe we could be a kinder, gentler nation because we understand that we are all one nation and we do need to appreciate what it is that we do have. Maybe, uh, you know, not having it for a little while will make us realize how great, how thankful we need to be, how plentiful our lives really are, whether that's in the sports world or elsewhere, Joe. It's so true, Dane. I mean, it's, it's just think about it, man. It's been four weeks, right? <clears throat> I mean, this week would have been, uh, 
it was the week of the 15th, right? Selection Sunday where all hell yeah. broke loose, right? So it's, it's, it's 30 days, guys. One shy moment would have happened. <laughs> You know, we'd be starting to talk about who's yep. off a hot start in the Major League Baseball season, right? We'd be coming down. What would this be, Joe? Maybe like the last week of the NBA That's regular right. season. Remember yep. how we always love for like chaos theory and those last few games for the yep. eighth spot in, in the NHL as well. We'd be starting to talk ponies, right? Getting ready for some of the, the Kentucky Derby yep. and who we like. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that would have been going on that we would have been able to talk about. And, you know, I think we should appreciate what we have very well said man because it's in just 30 days our entire world as we know it has been turned upside down that quickly and you know for many uh folks that uh you know have been around they've never experienced anything like this i mean this is we've become so catered to and so I, uh we've taken so many things for granted because technology is allowed i mean hell listen technology is allowing us to do this right now uh, and be able to, you know, come to you guys in your living rooms in a way where, you know, we're able to at least engage and communicate with you guys. But, I, I mean, it's, we have taken all of it, I mean, all of it for, uh, for granted. And there are families and people struggling right now, 30 days into, you know, some people just a couple of weeks into a quarantine going, oh, my God, I don't know what the, well, you know, hello, welcome in. This is, um, remember, this is, what the world was just 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. There weren't a million options for you. There was, you know, America's pastime is America's pastime for a reason. It had always been there. It had always been uh, something people could rely upon. Uh, it had stars. I mean, it was baseball. And again, interestingly enough, Dane, baseball has the opportunity to have that captive audience whenever it, it comes back here at this point. Um, because of the amount of games, because of the distraction it will provide, the stars that we will get to know, a lot of people, new fans of the game, because I think people are going to realize, like, wow, I never really liked baseball because I just thought it was boring, or people would say right. it was boring. It's a totally different ball game now. So it's amazing in 30 days the perspective of all of us here, especially those, and I've even talked to Dane, I've talked to folks that didn't follow sports, didn't understand half of what I was talking about most of the time, like didn't do anything. And even they're like, dude, I just like, we, I would do anything, man. To, like, you know what I mean? It'd be kind of cool, man. They're actually asking me about the NFL draft. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what you're watching, like what's going on? And it's like, oh, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know it's coming up. It's like, oh, so all of a sudden you're interested now because you don't have nine other thousand things that you, oh, I see. Well, you know what? It's a great lesson try it you might just like it yeah i mean joe for obviously for people like you and me it is so yeah. front and center in our lives right we talk about it for mm -hmm. hours a day every day you know we invest in it to try and make ourselves a little bit more cash but even if you're someone who has sports on in the background on your tv yeah. as you go about your yep. day right even if you wouldn't consider yourself a sports fan but when you wind up going to the bar with some of your friends, you engage in a little bit of small talk about it. Yep. Even if all you do is see kind of the headlines and the narratives out there on the news or in the newspaper, what have you, that is now missing, you know? And it is a part of the fabric of our lives yes. and part of the fabric of American society. It just is, right? So when you have that kind of taken away from you, you start to value it a little bit more. And honestly, Joe, for me, it's like we're here and I'm here in New York, as you know, the kind of epicenter going on. And, and, and you don't realize some of the little small details, some of the small pleasures, right, that, that are, are, are not here. Right. right now, I liken it almost, Joe, when I had my ACL surgeries on my knee, right. you know, I knew it was going to be hard to get around and stuff like that. But then you, I didn't realize all the small little things that I couldn't do when I was, you know, I think that people happen, that happens to people all the time, right? They don't realize like, oh, I needed this just to walk downstairs or to go to the bathroom or whatever it is. You start to realize and appreciate it. And I think that's what our country is going through right it now. It really is. And, um, you know, it's time to uh, and hopefully people will wake up and uh, and go, you know what? It's appreciate the things you have, not the things yeah. you don't have. And when you do eventually get some of those things back, you realize what's important, what's not important. And, you know, and that's the other 
amazing thing about what has happened here is it's given uh, those that who are not sports fans, and obviously not everybody is, but even non-sports fans are starting to understand why sports fans, because that's always the big sure. thing, right? They're like, why do you guys love it? Oh my God, I can't, I don't get it, I can't follow it. I think they're starting to understand now why the role that sports plays in this country for folks, millions upon millions of folks here on how just how important it is uh, for people. And I know there's guys watching right now who have had girlfriends and wives that are just like, I just, you and your football, you and your, do you get it now? Do you understand now what that does and the outlet that it provides? Um, yes, it's, it, it's, a, it's a vital part, which is why I also think the news that we have heard just this past week about baseball and things leaking out with the possibility of uh, playing in Arizona and this and, and deadlines. And we had a whole lot of new information come up over the last couple of days uh, with college football. People is, a lot of people starting to talk now, especially since uh, we've learned that there might be uh, a lot of testing that's going to be going on here over the next uh, month. So as more and more people begin to talk, I think the more and more urgency some of these leagues and some of these sports feel like, listen, it, it is a part of society. It's a fabric of society. The sooner sports can come back, uh, and it's not just some stupid game anymore, guys. It, it's really for the mental well-being of a lot of folks, having that ability to be able to turn the TV on or turn the radio on or log on and be able to engage in a game for a couple hours. It's a very important part of what we do here in society. Yeah, and you know, first of all, the way we engage with a right. game is is one thing, right? Like the, right. the entertainment it could provide, yep. but it's also you know the camaraderie, yes. right? Like Joe, you and I yep. are both Jets fans, right? Yep. So we have on some level a similar experience, right? And we're able to relate to each other because of the ups and downs that we experience with our team. You know, it's yep. a communal thing, and it's a way to build bonds with other people. Um, and I think that community, that camaraderie that is formed, even, you know, at this point, even with rivals, yes. you know, like I'd, I'd be fine to, you know, kind of, you know, shoot it with a, with a Red Sox fan right. at this point, right? Or to talk with a Patriots fan at this point because of this experience that kind of binds us together. And I think we are seeing, you know, some of that impact. And, and just like we say, with this country kind of staying at home, or at least what, like 85% of us yep. ordered to stay at home, it's not only the actual health implications. It's not only the financial implications, but what we've started to talk about, Joe, are the kind of second and third order psychological, yep. right, and emotional aspects that also come along with this kind of unprecedented time and pain that we're all in. And so not having that part either is is definitely a big blow to our country. It really is. And I, and I know baseball must be, as do the players. I mean, let's sure. be realistic. The players also realize that it's not just about dollars and cents, you know, although it's a big part of it. But I yeah. think baseball players, Rob Manfred, baseball in general as a, as a league, uh, all of baseball understands that um, there is a little bit of pressure, I am sure, on them to do whatever they have to do. And listen, to me, if you play 100 games, 90 games, 80 games, right, even 75 games, like you can do that in the span of two months. Right. Um, and I think there is an obligation that they feel like why it would be great to play as many games as, as possible, right? 162, play doubleheaders, play all, we're hearing all of these things. Wow, that's great. The reality is you really need to play two months worth of baseball. That's more than enough games to be able to decide who can go ahead and move on to the playoffs and right. give, you know, give fans and give the folks of this country a little sort of uh, reprieve here and a little distraction, of course, not only baseball fans, but anybody. So I do think uh, baseball, because their season is going on right now, um, and they have those many games to play within, I do think they feel a little bit more pressure uh, to figure something out and doesn't have to be five months of baseball. It can literally be two months of baseball, give me 70 games, 75 games, 80 games, and we are good to go. Let's start playing into the fall and let's, uh, you know, let's get a playoff going. They've got to feel that, Dane. You would think they have to feel that. I know they have to feel that. I think, you know, it's just a delicate balance with right. kind of the health concerns that are out there. And we've talked about it, the public relations aspect yep. of it. 
if you start and then have to reset, like we're seeing other people push deadlines back. You know, the only analogy I can make, Joe, is I'm here in New York, and I remember what it was like when baseball came back after 9-11, mm-hmm. okay? And everyone remembers the Piazza home run, you yeah. know, um, in that first game when the Mets came back. People remember the Yankees going to the World Series that year, George Bush throwing out the first pitch in that 2001 World Series, which was dramatic on so many levels yep. because of the late heroic go home, um, you know, walk-off home runs that the Yankees hit, the Game 7 ultimately with Schilling and Randy Johnson. But... The emotional part of it, right? The normalcy to see that we can get up after being knocked down. And I think that's part of what this would represent. And when sports do come back in whatever shape or form they do, it will also once again signal that to our country, right? That we've been knocked down, but here we are getting back up. And it will be kind of a figurehead of that as yes, well. Yes, yes. There, and there was, I mean, listen, there was a little pushback. Yesterday from Major League Baseball and um, Jeff Passan, of course, we told you about the story there that he wrote the article a couple of days ago about them playing an entire season in Arizona, you know, quarantining and everybody off. And I mean, it was a very detailed uh, piece by Passan. And you started getting a lot of people, including baseball players, chiming in and, and commenting on it and those types of things. But, you know, baseball was very quick. Uh, over the last uh, 24 hours or so to make sure that people knew, listen, that's we read the story and understand that, that there's nothing been finalized. We have had no conversations with anybody on a local or federal level in any way, shape, or form about this. That they <clears throat> That is just one of many plans that they have in the hopper. It's not the end-all, be-all, but of course... It's a great story for passing. It's a great, you know, so at the same time, the media continues to, will latch on to anything, and they know that, and that piece was widely distributed, but the reality is, listen, anything is on the table. It is fluid. We'll figure out something going on here. We know they want to play, but the idea of quarantining, um, you know, 30-some-odd teams in one city um, in, with 10 fields, without the cooperation of the families of these players, the union, the own, like there is, there is far from anything being close to being done here, Dane, but it's nice to think about it, but baseball was quick to go, yeah, can we put the, uh, can we put the brakes on that, guys, because that's not exactly something that we, oh, I don't know, have finalized yet, but a lot of people are talking about it, and we'll mention that coming back up, too, because a lot of players did comment on it, And I found something very interesting on those players that did. There is a line drawn in the sand here, people. If you didn't realize it, you will when we come back because we'll lay it out for you. Uh, And it's something baseball is going to have to tackle at some point in the game. Plus, we got new uniforms in the NFL. We got a lot going on here. We'll get to it all here coming up here on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in. It is the early line here on the grid, SportsGrid.com. Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez here as we... Take a look at the headlines from around the world of sports. And yes, there are headlines, Dane. There are plenty of headlines going on, which I find fascinating from the standpoint, certainly, that um, the NFL continues to chug along uh, and continues to make uh, headlines. We've got a draft, after all, uh, coming up. And uh, certainly, we've got you covered here on the grid all day long, all leading up to the draft, including draft night. Uh, we'll have something special for you guys and uh, and be able to give you all the knowledge and everything you need. And more importantly, the ability to engage with all of us here, all your favorite hosts on the network as we uh, break it down. We all got our favorite teams and we've got a draft and we've got a lot of college kids that uh, that are about to head into the NFL, Dane, and be difference makers. There is a ton of difference makers in this draft for teams. So plenty going on still and we were talking about baseball uh and how baseball seems to have been more about baseball over the last couple of days than we've had in a couple of weeks of course 
Uh, they were, don't forget, originally the one that kicked the can down the road a couple of weeks, gave us like this April time frame that they were pushing it back, and then they had to come out and be like, ooh, that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. So they've uh, kind of moved the goalposts, and now um, we haven't gotten a date, but we, stories are leaking about certain places, Arizona's. Uh, what needs to happen in order, like we talked about, for baseball to get back, which is great, but one of the obstacles is going to be, Dane, no matter what, short of a cure, short of a cure, the one thing with Jeff Passan's story that we heard uh, this week was from the players. Because once it leaked out that Major League Baseball was considering locking everyone down for four months right. in Arizona to play in, uh, in 10 games and quarantine, uh, you know, in uh, 10 fields and quarantine everyone, um, it's so funny, the younger players the uh you know a lot of the uh younger guys sure. that uh are in the league uh, came out in support were like dude i don't care if you play on the moon i'm coming right like i'm there i'm so excited i don't have a family to care for or worry that about. was the that was the mark <laughs> the demarcation right there because the older guys um you got to say goodbye to your families for four months you can't see them. You're going to be quarantined. They're not going to be. They can't come and see you. There's no way around it. And there was a little pushback. Now, a lot of guys not necessarily on the record. A lot of guys gave us the customary, I don't know how that's going to work. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. So while the younger guys were full and ready to go and, are, yeah, let's go to Arizona, you got to realize that there is it's not going to be a universal, everybody unanimous, let's go play a, a game in, in that kind of atmosphere, Dane. It's like, there are going to be holdouts. By, I will say this about baseball, and I give them all the credit of the world. The union and the owners have been on the same page about this. There has been more harmony with those two groups than in any other sports league. Um, they have immediately came up to an agreement on pay and how the divide... They have been amazing, believe it or not, um, up to this point, because there's nothing to fall back on, guys. We don't have any history to say, well, you know, back then we did. So the idea that both of those groups on the same page working together gives me hope and confidence that no matter what happens, they're both on the same page. And even if there are going to be players, and let's say that's the plan, Dane, you're going to have holdouts. You are going to have guys that don't want to leave their families, you know. Right. Um, so, which goes back to what we said this week, Dane. The idea of the testing, science has to have some sort of breakthrough over the next. To get all of them on the same page, there's got to be that level of satisfaction for the older players especially because they ain't leaving their families, Dane. They're just not going to do it in this case. Yeah, and to be quite honest, like, I... I I don't blame them. Right. You know what I mean? And Each so their own. Yep. And that's why, you know, a few days ago when we talked about this, one of the things I brought up was like, well, the union and the players, they're going to have to sign off on this. And it makes sense, right, that every single individual, mm -hmm. Joe, still has their own free will to kind of make their choice depending on the kind of risk or the fear or whatever you want to call it that will still be out there. I mean, Joe, whenever this city, New York, kind of ends the shelter in place, there are gonna be people that are like, cool, let me go to the park and hang yep. out. There's gonna be other people that are like, let me wait and see how this settles in for a bit, right? And it's, you can't really blame them. People will feel about this however you want. That's why I mentioned when we previously talked about it, the idea of, well, the union's gonna have to sign off on this. We're gonna have to understand mm -hmm. what the kind of details are. And you're right, Joe, the idea that Passing came out with this, and it's one of probably a number of plans right. that are, are going on within the brain trust. And, and unfortunately, Joe, this is the risk of putting out a story like that without, say, the details. Because we know you still got to iron out all these details, right? We know that we have to figure out how to make it best for yep. as large of a group as possible. And this, quite frankly, Joe, is the danger of putting out an incomplete story or, or, or a big picture plan without the yep. detail because, and I'm not saying it's this dramatic, right? But if you do have, like you've mentioned, younger players chomping at the bit, ready to go, if they have potentially, and I hate these sweeping generalizations, right? But if they potentially have, um, you know, 
less responsibility or less or 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 they don't have two kids to worry about they you know whatever the case may be right and then you have some of the more veteran players what i fear is that this exposes a crack in the armor right exactly. or any kind of issues that could be then talked about in terms of labor peace or building any kind of divides mm -hmm. that don't need to happen because you know We'll wait and figure it out when there's a fully fleshed out and approved plan. Plan, yeah. <laughs> well, at that point, but to put this out there and then understand that people are going to chirp, people are going to react, they're going to stick microphones in front of people, mm. and it's natural that there will be different sides of the issue. So I don't want this to kind of create tension or create drama when we don't actually need to just yet. The uh, It's funny, and I'll give you some of the... Uh some of the players and you'll get an understanding of what they had said based upon how long they've been really Sir, in the I'm, league. Yeah. Um, you know, Chris Sale uh, goes, I don't know how I can look at my kids through a screen for four to five months. Right. That is a theme. Um, you know. That's a valid point of view. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, you got to have both sides on the same page in order for, right. something, uh, for something like that to, uh, right. to work. Um, but, you know, you've also got other guys in there that are going, um, you know, for instance, um, a lot of guys, including uh, Anderson, it looks like here, um, being away from their families, uh, Brett Anderson says, being away from families for four to five months, he, I know for a fact there's a lot of guys on the team here who won't show up. Won't do they just won't do it. And yet you've got, you know, some of the younger guys that absolutely, uh, absolutely will. You've got um, Adam Adovino, for instance, okay. uh, came out and said that, you know, I don't have any problem with this. I'll show up, you know, I mean, the sooner we can get there, the better. So you've got this group of players, right. families versus single, and really, I don't care, let's go. It's not going to uh, bother me there. Um, a couple, of, a lot of players too didn't want to go on the record, so a lot of the beat reporters have been reporting what they're saying. Um, you know, he says, "Listen, it's the desert." Well, a couple of Mets players are like, "Listen, that's a lot. That's a that's the desert. We're not playing in the day." You know yeah. what I mean? There is because don't forget, guys, if you're playing in Arizona, you you ain't playing at eleven o'clock in the afternoon, dude. It's right. going to be right. three thousand degrees. So you know, right. a lot of guys were going, "It's the desert, dude. Like, how is that going to work?" Uh, a lot of the Miami Marlins guys, um, you know, we heard from a lot of the younger guys, let's go, bags are packed, ready to do it. Uh, but I think it says it all right there. That idea of, I don't know how I'm going to be able to see my kids through a screen and be able to, he's like, it doesn't make any, any sense. So um, that is the divide. And like you said, to each their own. But even if you had some holdouts, and this is the interesting thing to me, Dane, is there going to be a retaliation? I, I mean, could you see if a guy just goes, listen, keep my money. I'm not going. Like, I'm not going to go there. Um, would you be okay as a fan, Dane, even if you'd be our, let's say, the Aaron Judges don't show up in the world or some of these guys, some of the bigger name guys go, like, I'm not leaving my family. I think we need baseball so much and we want it back so much that even some of the bigger name guys, if they decide to stay with their families, I don't think there'll be any sort of blowback on them because, okay, just give us some baseball, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel a little bit differently, Joe, because here's the thing. If you don't know how that will play out, and I fear that that, would, that has the potential to dramatically mm -hmm. upset competitive balance. Okay. Right? Like, what if, you know, and I don't know how it will work out, let's say the Astros, for example, mm -hmm. have a disproportionate amount of veterans that want to stay home with their families. Right. Uh, you know, and then the Oakland A's, for example, are all young kids ready chomping at the bit, and most of their roster is ready to go. Like, I, I would worry, although I don't begrudge any human being for making that decision, mm -hmm. right, but I would fear what it would do to upset competitive balance if, you know, it skews in one direction or another. The analogy I keep thinking of, Joe, and, and this has been said in a lot of times in this country where we are, you know, our president calls him now a wartime president. We have companies mm -hmm. producing stuff yep. as though it was a war. And when you talk about players, right, going into the quarantine bubble for four or five months, it sounds like a military family, right? right? 
It sounds like they're going off on a tour of duty, leaving their wives, leaving their kids, leaving their parents, whatever it is, their their home-based responsibilities, you know? And now in this time, people are scared about, you know, caring for their family, providing for their family, and sort of kind of force ripping them away, I can see very tough, almost like a serviceman going on a tour of duty. And so I, I, I agree with you, Joe, that we need this for normalcy and we want to try to do everything we can. But that's part of why I think all this has to be collectively bargained so yep. that the union can figure this out. So there is kind of one voice, one policy on this. I would fear that it would upset competitive balance. And then what? Are we complaining? Am I going to then be pissed off Right. At Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole because they decided to choose their family. Like that would be tough for me. And there's going to be backlash. Yep. You know, so the idea that it would change, in my opinion, the competitive balance based on who are making these choices that yep. I can't fault them for, that would be a tough pill to swallow, Joe. Yeah, it's, and again, it's in such, there is no precedence for this, guys. Zero. I, so there really isn't, I think, a right or a wrong way to approach this. There's just going to be what is collectively decided, and it's going to be what it's going to be. Um, and it's not going to look the same no matter what. It's going to be different. Right. Um, and again, but that is as of right now, right? This is as of April 9th, guys. Things could change sure. by April 12th, right? And and good things. So as of right now with the way things stand, and a lot of the players too, one of their comments, Dane, was if it's safe, I'm in. Like, right. I'm, I'm good to go. Let's get to playing some baseball. So, And that may have seemed to be the overwhelming consensus was that yeah. if it is safe, I'm in. I am good to go. Will it suck not seeing my family? Yeah. Yes. But as long as I know they're safe, I'm... Sure. But remember also... What's safe in New York might be different than what's safe in Kansas City, maybe different right. than yep. what's safe in Seattle or Atlanta or Baltimore, right? right? So these players are also making a decision based on different circumstances. That's right. You know, maybe like we're here in New York and who knows what the timelines are. Maybe they're at the apex now. But what about Detroit? Right. What about, you know, what about Houston? What if they go into it, you know, into a much more dire situation a week from now? And so it's just it's just hard to kind of have those decisions. And then whatever judgment would happen, let's say the Yankees are able to fill the full roster. Right. But on the but on the Tampa Bay Rays, because it's hotter more in Florida now in two weeks than it is in New York, there's only like you know, 13 of their 25 or 26-man roster mm -hmm. that are going to go. You know, yeah. what does that mean for competitive balance? And I know that's not necessarily the headline here. We just want to have some normalcy. Right. But it, it's kind of hard if, by definition, it would create an uneven playing field. And you've got to, you know, what does minor league baseball look like? I know you're going to expand right. the rosters. Um, so if you right. don't make it, then who, who right. where, what happens to those Play, kids? Right. And they, they make nothing. So, I mean, it's, it's, very, right. it's very interesting, not to mention that you also have to take into consideration, like stories, Dane, uh, that came out this week about, uh, you know, Japan trying to get back right. to baseball as soon as possible. You know, we, we talked about that. But, um, unfortunately, it looks like they're kicking the can down the road a little bit. Yeah. They're not going to be able to get started like they thought they would. And remember, a lot of this, like, the leagues can say whatever they want. Remember last weekend, our president had a call with all the commissioners right. and that sort of thing. But, you know, what happened in Japan? Okay, the Nippon Professional Baseball League, we all know, you know, mm -hmm. Japanese baseball. It's a yep. big-time league, okay? Yep. They had the first time, they pushed it back to what they they were saying April 24th mm -hmm. was going to be kind of their restart day. But then, you know, Joe... The prime minister of the country, you know, Abe, kind of extended it and had a new state of emergency. Yep. So on some level, we're at the, you know, these leagues are also at the behest of state, local, federal politicians and the government yep. to see what is allowed. And I think that's also important. Like, and the NPO in Japan, they were going to get it going. They were, like, doing practices and spring training, like, scrimmages and yes. practice already. Even though, Joe... 
three members of the Hanshin Tigers, one of their big teams, tested positive and had the virus. Mm -hmm. They were going to push forward despite that. And it wasn't until the prime minister kind of declared we're back in a state of emergency. So, you know, we could try as much as we want. But then what happens if a governor says, no, if the Arizona governor or the president says, no, 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 we're not in the situation, we can do this. So yep. there's just so many unknowns and how it would play out that it's, it's really hard to think through and understand all the details. We're in uncharted territory, guys. And the story, I promise you, a week from today when we're talking, going to be totally different, different circumstances, more knowledge. I mean, it's, it's crazy um, to be able to lay out a whole lot of what-if scenarios, Dane, and, and try to have answers for all of them. We're not. Uh, but the one thing I think we all know for sure is that we all want baseball back. We want America's pastime back, and we want it back safely for everybody uh, to enjoy. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk, of course, about uh, some NFL news. We've got some uh, new uniforms in play. We'll show them to you. Do that next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in here to the early line on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Dane Martinez, I'm Joe Ranieri. Thanks for starting your day with us here on the early line as we do our best to uh, bring you as much of the latest information uh, that we have on the future of sports and, of course, uh, sports betting, uh, Dane. And uh, interesting side note here that uh, the state you are in right now, yeah, um, the uh, epicenter of this coronavirus uh, yep. is uh, there is a lot going on in uh, in New York right now a lot of worries especially in the New York City area it's uh, um, they have been you know the battleground here guys for the rest of the country so and I say that because listen you know down the as far as uh, priorities go obviously getting mobile betting in New York is not uh, at the top of anyone's list right now but but we do know that, of course, uh, Andrew, you know, Governor Cuomo there had already signed. There were some questions last month on whether or not he would actually sign it into the budget. Uh, it didn't happen. So right. there were a lot of people bummed out, and uh, all of a sudden, coronavirus came in, and, and that was that. But the good news is that because they are the epicenter of this, right, for those of you, good news from the standpoint of uh, – you know, getting the mobile betting and getting what everyone knows will be uh, able to help the state in the most of w best way possible. And that is infusing money into an economy that I think we all can agree now that, um, you know, especially New York City is going to need as much help as they can getting back up on their feet, just like all of us in one way, shape or another. And the, the way to do that, of course, is being able to generate revenue. And how can you generate revenue? Well, right now, we all know the way it was set up, unfortunately, because of some laws passed all the way back in the day and there was some manipulating. Um, I have no doubt, Dane, that everything being equal, no coronavirus, no nothing. Um, if it w hadn't been signed this year, I still think it, it would have been maybe coordinated and, uh, and talked about next year and passed. Uh, but I, I really do think now, given the circumstances and giving the amount of revenue that can be generated, the amount of money that's actually being lost in New Jersey and Philadelphia and other places there, um, that you will, in fact, I, I, New York generated, the numbers came in, almost $10 million in revenue from July of 2019 through January of 2020. So that was $10 million um, in, the, in the state of New York. Mind you, you can only bet in a couple of casinos upstate New York. New Jersey, on the other hand, in that same time frame, Dane, $245 million from July of last year through January of this year. Uh, and I've got to tell you, Dane, I'm willing to bet at least half of that 
New York taxpayer. It was New York money. And, you know, when you're talking, and we're not talking about a million and a half here, guys. We're talking $100 million right now. We all know all states could use it. But certainly New York, I think, moving forward, because people aren't going to be traveling upstate New York to place bets here, it was easier to do it uh, by crossing over the bridges and, and heading into Jersey or, or Pennsylvania. Right. I do think it's coming. And even Cuomo had said that... Um, um, it is obviously he knows it's on the docket. You know, it will be addressed when the time is right. But uh, yeah. I do think this is a great avenue for New Yorkers to be able to. The coffers are going to go bad here, man. I mean, there's all this money and effort uh, going in to help saving lives. Uh, at some point, you know, the money has to keep coming in. We've got to get them money somehow. And I think this is the perfect avenue. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously it is a source of revenue for states that yep. have legalized it. This is what we've talked about for a long time, right? Legalize it, regulate it, use it as economic policy. And the states that are legalizing it, um, I believe, what was it, Michigan maybe, that became yep. number 21 uh, just a few weeks back, yep. like they are seeing the economic benefit of it. You're talking about this. There are people here in New York City who literally on their lunch break take a ferry, you know, get a cab and go yep. across the river, across the bridge just to place bets and then come on back for the afternoon. Well, mm. that's clearly not happening right now as we are quarantined and sheltered in place, staying at home. So the way to get that, the way to have access to the sports you know, investing is through these mobile platforms. That's I right. talked about with Jared Smith on In Game Live a couple of weeks ago, really thinking mm. when the other state came online, thinking could this mm. you know, uh, kind of tip the scales for mobile betting, especially here in New York, where we need the revenue based on what's happening given this virus. And we are losing money to the states that are around us because we don't have that mobile option. So in uh, desperate times, call for desperate measures. Maybe one of those measures will be on the governor's desk to get back some normalcy, to get back sports investing and allow New Yorkers to do it. I think you know, the conditions are there for some kind of emergency bill, potentially. I know our Governor Cuomo has bigger fish to fry right now, but when we pop out on the other side, this could be kind of an olive branch to the state citizens yep. to get some money and B, you know, uh, get us back kind of doing what we do and something to be happy about. It's the numbers are staggering, and even the governor had said um, it's a $7 billion deficit, guys, and they're expecting when this is hopefully all said and done, they're going to be looking at $10 billion in the hole. They closed the budget a couple of weeks ago in the state of New York, so there really isn't any new revenue streams that are going to make up and do and, and be able to make it. It was $7 billion as it was. I mean, they're talking about $10 billion. So they are going to, one way or another at some point, Dane, have to be looking at alternate revenue sources to kind of make up um, that money. And when you consider that New Jersey last year alone, $4.5 right. billion was bet in the state of New Jersey. That's 4.5 with 84% of it coming via the phone. Yep, absolutely. And of that, Dane, I'm still going to say 50% coming from New York sources and New York betters. So there is a, um, I don't want to say it's the end all be all, but I'm, there is a significant revenue source that can be up and running within a couple of months, uh, provided they just go ahead and, and at this point it's bureaucratic red tape. It's not that anybody's going to argue with it. It's just bureaucratic red tape. And that's an awful lot of money that could help an awful lot of folks in New York right about now. Yeah, that can certainly bridge the gap as you mm. described, the budget gap as you've described. Yep. Remember, Joe, when we talked at the beginning of the show, right, about gaming perspective and yep. appreciating some of these things, I, I, quite frankly, I think this could fall under that category. You talked about the bureaucratic red tape. Yep. Maybe it's time to realize that we don't have to, you know, add different sweetheart elements to a bill or try to use it as a political football one yep. way or the other. We could think and zoom out like, hey, this is happening. Hey, this could be an economic boon for the state. And hey, they're doing it anyway. We're just losing the opportunity to yep. New Jersey or neighboring states, what have you. And to be quite honest, I would think the same thing about states and, you know, legalizing, regulating something like marijuana. Yes. When you see California or Colorado as mm -hmm. an economic policy, Joe, if nothing else, given the given the times that we are in right now, I do think it's worth 
re-looking at some of these policies with the context, with the perspective that we talk about that we are gaining, hopefully, as we pop out of the other end of this COVID virus. Yeah, there is, um, it, it's, it's there. And I do think, obviously, it's going to happen. And I do think um, timing is everything, obviously, in life. And that, that will be a revenue source that will be um, create jobs. That is something that absolutely moving forward, guys. And obviously, it's, you know, it's not on the radar right now. But at some point, we're all going to have to get every state is going to have to get back up and running. There is, you know, billions of dollars being lost in every state and city. Jobs are being lost. The ability to be able to generate revenue and create jobs at the same time, Dane, um, when 20 some odd states in this country are doing it and those that aren't for whatever the reason and really at this point i think we're past that point of oh I, you know it's uh you know it's uh, we, we are seeing exactly what is uh possible here and not prepared for it i'm thinking legitimate ways to generate revenue it's been here guys and if there is one thing that we know for a fact is that when sports come back there are going to be billions upon billions of dollars uh, bet with sports books around this country. And right now, 21 of them are going to be able to benefit from that while the rest yeah. suck in bureaucratic red tape. So tell me, and you're right, perspective. Started the show with that way, and it's amazing how much 30 days can change your mind. And I'm going to be very interested, Dan, to see uh, what happens in a year from now when, um, you know, when states are trying to put it all together. What is the perspective of legalized sports betting within the states a year from now? And I do think everybody's view on it might have uh, might be changed when this is all said and done, man. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing at all either. And remember, what else have we talked about over the last few weeks? When these sports come back, because we as the public are so hungry for it, there is going to yep. be a flood of interest, right? We talk about whether it's like the sports calendar in October that's going to be packed yep. or our need to just have these kind of camaraderie conversations around the water cooler yep. about the game last night. So absolutely, and a way to kind of augment that interest, right, is the idea of uh, broadening how sports investing can happen with the mobile phones, with the apps. And so, listen, the, the, the scratch-off lotto tickets yes. aren't going to bridge the financial gap in New York by itself, right? So I do think that uh, Cuomo and the powers that be, not only in New York, but in all states, because we've now seen it for a few years, Joe, That's right? Correct. As states have legalized these things more and more, you know, the perception of, like, what would happen and why it would be so dangerous. Those things never come to fruition, quite frankly, with marijuana as well, right? So some of the fear, right, about, uh-oh, what would happen if we take this step and bring something out of the shadows more into the yep. mainstream and tax it or, you know, legalize it or build other supports around it. Like on this network, we talk about, hey, if you have a gambling problem, here's the number to call, yep. right? And so those things have so to true. be in place as well. I acknowledge that. But we now have proof points, Joe, of how states have legalized it, that they are able to manage it. They are able to regulate it. They are able to control it in a way that does not do all this public harm. OK, and so maybe now other states that were slower to kind of, um, you know, balance out the benefits and the and the risks now see these proof points that it is okay and will reconsider their position, especially in the unique context that we are now in. Yeah, and it's, um, that's a good thing. Knowing that, I yeah. think in the back of your mind, Dane, knowing that you have a revenue generator and a, and a industry that will pick up um, well, you and, and will, yeah, will get back up uh, as well as the restaurant industry and a lot of other industries. But this is kind of one that, um, has been gaining traction over the last couple of years where a lot of states have taken advantage of it. And I do think right. um, that, you know, because of the circumstances, a lot of states are going to be who don't have that revenue source. They're going to be looking at other revenue sources. And I think before we know it, and we've always said we wanted to see it in, in all states. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to lose revenue to another state or bordering state because you can't get through the bureaucratic red tape. Um, you know, that's exactly, I think, is what's going to happen. And that is a that is a tremendous thing, which is while it's important for you guys to be able to have 
uh, you know, the ability to turn us on here at Sports Grid because you might, when this is uh, all said and done, guys, you might be looking for a new career, a new job, a new something. And this industry is going to be able to afford a lot of folks an opportunity not only to make a living, but, you know, be engaged and, and have some fun uh, at a job. And, and they are going to open up. And so... Uh, the more you know about it, and maybe you know nothing about sports betting, Dane, and that's okay, too, because that's what we're here for, to kind of help you all the way through it. And we don't care from horse racing to, uh, you know, to UFC to, uh, listen, you know, Belarus handball, soccer, uh, you name it, Dane, we've got it. And it's great to be able to be here in a position to be able to help folks understand what this is all about, because a lot of people, believe it or not, and betters, Dane, are funny, because they don't understand anything. Like, what do you mean you don't, you never bet? You know, like, you don't understand. So like, yeah, like, no. Like, it is a foreign language to some people well, who just haven't figured it out. But that's all right. That's what we're here for. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, we joke on this that everything from WrestleMania to reality right. TV to esports, that like we, we can talk about it and we can make, make bets on it and we can have fun with it. But here's the other thing, you know, Joe, and I think framing it in this way quite frankly, is what governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, did yep. when he brought the exactly. original case. You know, what he, the way he framed this and ultimately what the Supreme Court agreed with, mm -hmm. which is why now states are free to make their own decisions, he framed it as though the state of Nevada has a monopoly in this country That's on the idea of earning money through sports investing, through betting. Right. It was like not fair that Nevada was the only and Vegas were the only places that could do this because of exactly what you're describing. Even right now, just the relationship between New York and New Jersey. Right. How New York is losing potential revenue to its neighboring state because it's legal there and not legal on the other side of the river. Yep. In essence, that's what it was for this entire country. Every state in the union was losing potential revenue to the state of Nevada as everyone would, you know, pack up with their boys and fly to Vegas for a weekend or to make some bets. Yep. And that is the way, technically, that the legal case was presented to the Supreme Court. And they agreed that the state of Nevada had a monopoly. And this, this landmark decision that came out at this point, what, two years ago almost, a year and a half ago, Joe? That's correct. To break up Nevada's monopoly on the industry of sports betting in yep. this country. And so if you look at it that way and you apply it right now, when we talk about the economic potential and impact, yes, all these states are just losing out revenue to all the other ones who have legalized it. And in this time, in this economy, when we see everything kind of going down the toilet or you know, hopefully bouncing back soon, yeah, this is a better, a more increased need Absolutely. for states. So yep. let's not compete against each yep. other. Let's and generate. It makes no sense. If, you, if you're in a state that has lotto right. and you don't have this, um, you know, it's mind-blowing. But again, um, I do think there is uh, good times on the uh, horizon here, better times for folks, and more importantly, opportunity, because that's really all we can ask for and that's all that we want here is the ability to uh to get back to work get to our lives be safe obviously and uh to be able to make a living and uh i think this is certainly going to be an industry on the forefront of getting people back to work and getting their livelihoods back here uh sooner rather than later across the board uh all right we got one i can't believe it, one hour in the books we got uh, hour number two coming up we're going to break down uh some of these uh, all decade teams in the nfl uh, plus, we know where the UFC is fighting. We'll give you all that information coming up next here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.